Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Our time at five as we go to the bottom of the 11. Here's Aaron Boone. Nick's down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Be careful trying to play it a second time. Can't do it. Here's Welcome back. New York sports deserve better. It's it's the revival. I haven't been on air and God knows how long. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a great day for the fans of the podcast. It's a terrible day for the fans of New York sports. So uh, just hop right into it. The specifics are, I mean, I, I always bring the pod back like once every six months. This time it's back to stay. We have a schedule. We have a new co-host, and it's here to say we're going to be recording on Mondays, and it will be edited on Monday night, and it will be posted out by Tuesday morning at 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m., whatever you guys want. Um, that's the plan, and that plan will not be altered unless there's unless I'm on vacation or a co-host is on vacation. Uh, bringing in the new co-host, Dowsy introduce yourself what's up people it's your boy Dowsy Atete here um like DK said we're here to stay we're not going anywhere this isn't gonna be you know we do this for a month and then we drop it we do it for two months no we're here to stay and we're gonna keep going until the people get what they deserve we deserve better and we're here to stay baby and we are gonna make sure that we deserve better as New York fans yeah, I mean the the I got people coming in. Uh, I just moved into the city. Uh, I was a fraud up until then. Uh, I was a Connecticut. I was a Connecticut guy, but I was a New York sports fan at heart. I was a New Yorker at heart. Now I'm in the city. I've moved in. I'm a true New Yorker. I feel this. I feel how much the, these people want it, and it makes me want it even more. I moved in with my roommate uh, in January. Uh, he's, 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 he's abandoning ship. He's already moving to Austin. Uh, he's already disappointed enough that he's moving to Austin and a lot of people, there's a lot of murmurs out there saying, Oh, it's diesel. Is diesel going to move to diesel going to move to Austin too? No, I promised the city. I would bring a championship to it and I'm not leaving until that job is done. So get rid of those, get those rumors out of your head. I'm here to stay. I'll be in New York for the next probably 25 years but business is, <laughs> business will be booming because we will have an episode once a week and if it goes well we'll even go maybe twice a week uh but don't want to get too ambitious um all right so just the little agenda for today for this podcast we're going to start off with some football just because that's what's the most recent thing that's going on and then we will save the yankees and the mets baseball stuff to the end Despicable. Yeah, we will. We will. We will absolutely spew irrational thoughts, uh, rational anger, uh, rightful anger uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of, of of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. But for now, 
we will jump into the New York Giants. The New York Giants, I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, six and two going into the bye. You wouldn't even have believed that going into the season. Yeah, you're right. Right? I mean, did you believe that? I mean, me being crazy and being a Giants diehard, like, yeah, I did believe it. But, like, in reality, like, no, I didn't believe it at all. I didn't think we were going to be that good. I thought having a new coach meant that it was going to be a bit of a rebuild. But, I mean, we hit the ground running. And I'm pretty happy thus far, but I definitely wanted to win that game yesterday. And, you know, I got to tip the hat to Geno Smith because he's a great – I don't say great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's waited his, his turn. He's getting his right now. But I really wanted that win yesterday. I really did. Uh, I mean, yeah, when you when you face a Giants legend, a former Giants legend, it's always tough to to – to lose that game, Geno Smith being, I mean, one of the greatest Giants quarterbacks uh, of all time, uh, been taken taken over for Eli for that one game, breaking his streak. Uh, tip the cap to him, Giants legend. Uh, but going into that, you 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 go into the season, you circle that game on the schedule, and you're like, all right, that's that should be a win. It's the Seahawks. They're they're not a good team. They just lost Russ. Uh, it, it's it's tough because. I mean, that's what you thought going into the season. Obviously, you go into the season, you're like, oh, I don't think they can beat the Titans. Oh, I don't think they can beat the Ravens. Don't think they can beat the Packers. But they win those games. It but is. to lose the one that you circled and you're like, this is the stretch of teams where you, we should beat them, Bears, Seahawks, Texans, Lions, those types of teams, you expect you expect wins there. But Seahawks, they are the surprise of the season. They're leading their division. Uh, the Giants – at six and two, at third place in the NFC East, not what you want. And they lost yesterday's game for a multitude of reasons. The we first reason being Rick, Richie James. Oh God, Richie James, the football man, hold on to the damn football. Like you can't be, you know, slapping that thing like it's a loaf of bread. I'm just gonna say that right now. Yeah, I mean that thing was 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 popping out. That thing was popping out like. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. The first time it happened, I was like, okay, whatever. He had a kind of a good return, the first the first punt. And like, 100%. I'm sure he wanted to build off of that. There's got to be a certain point where you just, after the first one, it's you need to yank them right there. Get someone new out there. I know we don't have anyone new out there. We don't have anyone. But yeah, we don't have, we, we, I'm not even sure they have enough players to field like an actual we, roster. We don't have anyone. We have you know, restaurant waiters and mechanics playing. No yeah, offense, yeah. who's a restaurant waiter or mechanic, but yeah, you get, not a professional football player. Exactly, they're not a professional football player, and it's it's god awful. I mean, the first. Let's look at. Let's dive into the game. I mean, the first of the of the offensive drives for the Giants, three and out. They gain nine yards. Second drive, three plays, three and out, negative two yards. <laughs> Next, next play, three plays, three yards. So that's three, three and outs to start. Then they give up the touchdown. And as they usually do, they're like, all right, now we'll start to try. Like that's, that's the, I, I, I'm not sure that's the mindset. I'm sure it's not the yeah, mindset. It, it doesn't make sense to me because like, we're always behind. It's never like, all right, we are leading and let's just build up on the lead. It's always like, okay, we're down. Like, let's come back. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's an absolute joke, but then they go, they go eight plays they move the ball a whopping 24 yards, but then they punt it away. Uh, that's when they punted it. The Scottish hammer punted it within the two yard line, lock it 
fumbles on the first play. Dory, who's been, I think, great all year. Mm-hmm. Me and my dad have a fight. My dad hates Dory Jackson. I don't know how. He's like a top 10 corner in the league. My dad's Thank senile. You. But he he fucking pops it out of out of Lockett's hand. Giants, two plays, takes two plays to get two yards. But touchdown, tie game. I mean, it's if that is how you're getting your points, which is which like I'm not gonna complain about points, but but still like we definitely should be scoring on you know a fumble and that you know what i mean like it's that's that's pretty poor i mean that touchdown didn't mean a lot to me because i did have steve Quan score a touchdown so i was like jam it down their throats and let's score here but i mean we should be you know moving the ball a little bit better and not just scoring because ty lockett you know gets stripped and then we punch it in i think yeah. our offense has worked but we need to do something because we don't we don't have anyone other than Saquon and our king Daniel Jones. So, yeah, Daniel Jones. That's another point we can get to later on after this game recap. But I mean, also, congrats on the Saquon cash. Um, but yeah, then it's just it's touchdown that Saquon knocks that in. We force them to punt, and then Richie James fumbles, and then it's like, all right, well instead of being tied seven, seven with the ball, we now have to put the defense back out there after they just worked their asses off to get to stop to force a punt. And then boom, defense right back out there. Shout out my guy, Joey Blunt though, on the Seahawks, uh, UVA alumni. Uh, Shout out. He he's got a couple videos of me just absolutely destroying beers on his phone from freshman year <laughs> of, of college. Uh, I would say he's he's my boy. Jerry Blunt hops on the uh, on the fumble and recovers it, sets up the Seahawks well for the field goal. Um, and then it's it, that it's it's stuff like that, right? Where Richie James, this guy who's I mean he's out there because he has to be out there. Like there he wouldn't be out there if this team was healthy. One hundred percent. And he's out there and he's trying to do too much. And it's like if you, if once you see the guy, they're talking about it all the time on the fucking broadcast cover that ball up as soon as you see all these people running at you. Like, you're not going to break free. You it's, don't have that. You're not Devin Hester, so let's just come back to reality a little bit and be a little bit smarter. You fumbled one time. All right, whatever. Like, obviously, I'm not going to say that that's okay, but shit happens, right? The second time, you got to go over that mental block. Fair catch, you know, move away from the ball. Don't try and make this play. And on top of that, he got popped. Yeah. That ball wasn't staying in for a second. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I want to say I feel bad for the guy because I can't imagine the pressure of, you know, trying to feel bad after you fuck up and everyone hates you and everyone wants you gone already to have to go back out there again. And then you make the same mistake. I kind of feel bad, but listen, man, like be better, be better. Uh, I would have felt bad for Richie James, if he did not fake an injury after the second fumble, <laughs> I mean, concussion. Yeah. Cause you can't really prove if you have a concussion unless you, no, that's, that's the symptoms and you can fake symptoms. He has to get carted off for a concussion. Yeah. I'm I mean, not, you can't do that. I mean, I lost respect for Landon Collins. Landon Collins did this against the Pats. Uh, I don't know what year it was probably 2016 when the Pats, when they lost in the last second field goal, because Landon Collins dropped the pick, he went up, dropped the pick, but it was right in his hands, fell, falls down and then complains about his back. He had 
then had like one of the best defensive seasons we've seen out of a giant the next year. So he gained the respect back, but it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, you, you fuck up. Like, instead of just like putting your head down and be like, yeah, I fucked up. You, you faking it, fake an injury. I mean, hopefully everything's okay. And I'm not like an asshole right now. <laughs> it comes that he has brain damage. Can ever play yeah. Like game? if he has brain da- damage and he starts acting like Antonio Brown, then like hand up, that's on me as, as, as they say, but like to fake an injury is, is pathetic. Uh, I mean, that completely changed the game. They, they lost the game on that, on that. That was the final blow. You weren't getting it back from there. And I mean, six and two, everyone's saying everyone's got a positive outlook. I want to have a positive outlook, but I also went into this stretch of the Seahawks, Texans, Lions, who else they got. We oh, the Jaguars as well. But I went into this stretch of four games and I was like, they should win, go four and oh, but they will go probably one and three. So that's where my mind's at. That's where the typical New York fucking disappointed fan is. Yeah. In my head, that's my mentality. I'm also like really annoyed that the Giants are back and we're in third place NFC East because like the Eagles are now a super team and like unstoppable. The Cowboys had their second stringer playing lights out. Um, and then there was us. Like, we – any other year, we're, we're the top dog. But, of course, this year, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, you guys are pretty decent for once. Uh, how about third place for you guys? Yeah. So, like, stuff and, like that's really, like, annoying. And then, like, who knows what's going to happen when we play the Cowboys again. We had our shot to beat them with their backup quarterback, and we just looked terrible. And our guy got hurt, Shep. Uh, that really, really, really upset me. And then – we haven't seen the Eagles yet. And after the way they looked, yes, at first I thought they were just fake news. I thought they were, you know, just like whatever. They weren't really playing anyone, but they're pretty legit. And, uh, I mean, I have a hot take and I, I will say the Eagles aren't good. Aren't I've, that good. I've been saying that until yesterday and they beat the Steelers. The Steelers are, you know, they're no one special, but. I mean, like, I don't think the Eagles are undefeated good. No, no, no. I, I don't I think that they are, like, they should not be a favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they aren't a favorite. They are not a betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They face the Lions, who stink. They're terrible. They, They're they, so bad. They whopped the the Vikings. I mean, like, the Vikings are 6-1, and 7-1. and one. I'm not sure. One of those two. But like they're also considered like a Giants like six and one or seven and mm-hmm. one. Like people are like, oh, like they aren't blowing teams out. They're just yeah. like winning games. Then they beat the Commanders. I mean, who are the Commanders? They're not a football team. Not a football a... team. They um, were the football team, but they're not a football team. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an ironic name. And then it's the Jaguars. We beat them. Cardinals, they're frauds. We've seen that. Cowboys yeah. with cooper rush i mean we didn't beat them but i'm we're not i'm not comparing the eagles to the giants i'm comparing the eagles to the rest of the nfl and i don't think like i think the bills and the chiefs are head over heels better than these guys 100 they're the top dogs it's not even close and then they beat the steelers so it's like uh have they proved themselves yet no are they gonna have to prove themselves during the schedule that that they have no i can see them going 17 and up the thing is too i mean i can see that as well the thing is that really scares me is that like Jalen Hurts has now proven that he can do more than run. And AJ Brown is AJ Brown is so good. He's 
like I understand that he has like bad blood towards the Titans, and I would too. But dog, this guy is like playing as if like Rabel like killed his entire family and to kick rocks. Like yeah, he pissed off and he's pretty scary, man. He's pretty scary. So we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, our Giants can bounce back. I still think that we are a great football team and we have a great leader. That's you know. People are disagreeing with that, but like, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like, if you if you're saying the Giants are not good, you haven't watched a game yet. Yeah, because they look really. They are undeniably good. And Thomas is a beast. He's one of, if not the best offensive lineman in the NFL. I think he's rated the best uh, left tackle in the NFL, and I it shows. There's no pressure coming from the left side, and some that's the reason why Daniel Jones has looked as like decent as he has. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say like. He hasn't been great, but he's gotten the job done, which is what you need out of a quarterback. 100%. I think, I think he's fine, like, especially if he gets some weapons too. That's the, yeah, that, we can bring that up too. So you trade Kadarius Tony. Uh, he obviously – he wasn't having any good relationships with the management or coaching staff. Uh, that has to be the reason why that he gets traded or has faked hurt all year. I just got a notification today that he will be active for next week for the Chiefs. Uh, he wasn't hurt at all. So if you're not going to get along with the management, if management's not liking you, if you're not the three words that they're using, smart, tough, dependable, if you're not those three, then getting a third and a sixth for a former first, obviously not great. But if you're not going to play him anyways, like you're getting picks, you're building, you're building that draft capital up, and now you have draft capital to go get a weapon will bring in that point. Do you want to see the Giants bring in a weapon, a wide receiver for Daniel Jones? There's several receivers available on the trading block. My opinion, I don't really want to. Uh, I would like to have those picks. But at the same time, it's getting really hard to watch David Sills uh, be <laughs> like a number two, uh, especially if Richie James, if if they cut Richie James, he, he's, he is the – leading receiver as of before last game. Uh, I think maybe Slayton has, has topped him now, but it's, it's Slayton and David Sills. That's it's, really embarrassing. Cause Slayton's like barely like a number three receiver and he's our number one guy right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just going back to Kadarius Tony, I was out on him from day one. I don't remember what the exact issues were from when we drafted him, but like, would he show up to rookie camp late or something like that? Or he didn't show up at all? He had like COVID like five times. Yeah, he, he like, like right. tore both of his hamstrings. He That's... like he didn't release his album on time. I don't know what it was, but he was if never not, playing. If you're not if you're not buying into this team, like maybe last year, like this would have like this can fly, whatever. Like this, that wasn't the team. But if you're not buying into this this new era of New York football giants, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Pick rocks. I don't really care. Like, I'm happy we got, I really don't care. Like it, it sucks that we had to give up our, or, you know, trade a first rounder, but like maybe we shouldn't even take him in the first place. Yeah. He didn't contribute anything to us. I don't care if he's a superstar on the chiefs. I don't care if he's the worst player in the league. I just don't want him on my team. I'm not, I'm not doing any of that nonsense. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't think, I think it'll work out for like a couple weeks for the chiefs and then like problems will, will come up. Uh, it, I mean, it's, Someone that is not – the Giants have set a standard. As soon as Stable and Shane stepped into the building, they set a standard. 
And I think that standard is being seen by the rest of the league. I think the rest of the league is going to try and follow that suit. If, it, if you are a struggling football team, like the Giants have been for the past four years, five years, you want to follow that standard. Canaries Tony is not going to fit into that standard. I think the Chiefs are actually a good fit for him because they do whatever they want. They have a ton of off-the-field shit going on, but they just continue to win because they have a generational quarterback and Travis Kelsey, yep. and you have guys now like Kadarius Tony going there. He'll probably be like a Tyree kill option for him, or he does a billion different things. No friend. At the same time, I, I mean, I think there was problems with Kadarius Tony understanding the Giants playbook. How the fuck do you think he's going to go fucking understand the Chiefs playbook? I mean, I don't yeah. really care for the guy. Yeah. I hope he, I hope him well. I hope him his, I'm hoping he's healthy for the rest of his career, not wishing any ill will on him, but he's a fucking moron. Did you, did you see the video of him? Um, this is like a couple of weeks ago. Someone was like, like fell in front of him and he hops as high. Like he hopped as if he was dunking a basketball. Yeah. On, using both of his legs with said injured hamstring or hamstring. Yeah. But he can, you know, take off like he's Michael Jordan. Forget about it. I, I, you know, I, can't, I don't have time for you. I really don't. It's a freak. It's like he's a freak of nature. But at the end of the day, if you're not trusted by this management that I have now put in my entire life savings into this and to these guys, I am fully bought in. I'm all so in. Take my money, fucking triple it. I want it. I'm all like, in. I'm, I'm, it, I'm all in on these guys. And if, and if they want to trade them, they want to trade them. Uh, if they don't, if they want to go out and get a wide receiver like Judy or Claypool or, um, who else is on the fucking market? There's one other guy that's out there. You know who, like, I still have this, like, weird or, like, I don't even know, unrealistic thing of, like, thinking that OBJ will just take us to the promised land. And, like, I don't think he was a cancer. I, I don't. All the guys in the locker room loved him. So what's the issue? He's nursing an ACL injury, you know, you know, give him, give him a little bit of money and, and we're on our way. Yeah, but at the same time, he is he is coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, I want that more than anything. I want that more than anything for OBJ to come back, and because it, it would be the coolest storyline of all time. He like he gets fucking he gets his shit from the from the Gettleman and the 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 McAdoo and the fucking Shermer era, yeah. and he gets all that shit from them. And then he comes back with a new management, new coaching staff, and he just goes off. He's he's like flip of a switch. He's right back to old OBJ. I mean, he was the watching highlights of him. I, of course, I watched highlights after like week four because I wanted a, a receiver. And I'm watching that old Giants highlights of him. I mean, he, turning a slant, a typical slant, which the Giants throw often. Yeah, into a, a 65 yard touchdown, and he's it's, like lightning quick. It's, it's ridiculous. He can hold the ball like a loaf of bread because no one's catching it. Yes, I mean, he's a dance, he, it's like I'm oh, god, I want him bad, but I don't think it's a smart move. No. now I Not think right. maybe in like a couple weeks, 10, like week 10, week 11, mm-hmm. if he's like there. But I, I don't even know where he's at with his stuff. But he, he has good relationships with Saquon, and he probably. We'll have good relationships with the rest. Of, I think Saquon and Sterling may be the only t- players on the team that he played Word. with. I, I read a little bit about it. Um, I don't remember what week it was, but I think like they're saying the Bills were like a heavy favorite for like when, when he's like healthy, like I like ready to go healthy. Um, yeah, that's all hearsay. I mean, you saw the Twitter exchange where him and Saquon are calling each other teammates. I mean, that's got to mean something. 
Yeah, I mean, it's got to mean something. And I also don't think Odell is the type of guy that wants to be known as like a ring chaser of no. him going to the Rams, signing with the Rams last year, getting a ring, and then going to the Bills, an odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't want that legacy, uh, I don't believe. But I think at at his age with the injuries he's had, uh, I don't think there's much legacy left. I don't think he can do it by himself. Yeah, uh, It would be awesome to sign him for like the rest of the year and just have that. Like, I want to be in MetLife when Odell is a giant again. Yeah, That place will go crazy. Not a, single fan, jerseys. not a single fan under the age of 40 has any problem with Odell Beckham Jr. No. It's, the, it's the people that are 40 and above that are just like, he was a problem. He's a like, problem with his hair and his dance moves. Yeah. Like, come on, grow up, grow it's, up. And that's, and that's, that's what's tough. But if Odell is a, is a giant, that MetLife Stadium would erupt, maybe cause an earthquake. He is that beloved by the younger generation of Giants fans because it was he was the only hope. He was the best receiver that they that they've ever seen. And uh, I mean, it, it's it's a no brainer decision in my head. Obviously, I'm a dumbass and I <laughs> and I'm not a GM of the Giants, and I've, I've I've already put all my trust in Joe Shane. If Joe Shane wants to go out and do that. That's- I'm going to do whatever I do that to do, but I, w- I really would love for Odell to come home. And then going back to your Jerry Judy point, I was on board with it until I saw stats were like. All right. After a little bit of te- technical difficulties, um, the world seems to be against this podcast ever coming out. Uh, Zoom logged me out uh, mid podcast, but we're back. Um, everything is okay. We were talking about, the Giants potentially making a move for Jerry Judy or another receiver before the deadline, which is tomorrow, I believe. So, Dazzy, you were saying something about Jerry Judy before it got cut off. I was saying something before the world and the universe wanted this podcast to fail, which we will not allow to happen. Um, But yeah, basically, I was just saying that I was all in on the Jerry Judy move until I saw that he actually can't catch the football. Um, You guys, we can catch. But there's also the potential that maybe he just hasn't really been put in the right position to catch the football, if that makes any sense, because we know he was successful at Alabama. Maybe he just wasn't really fitting into the system in Denver, and maybe a little bit of a culture change will, will help him reshape his game. It, if it were to happen, I don't. it depends what we give up for him. Um, but he's young. When he does have the ball, he's, he's pretty solid. But, I mean, catching the football is, like, the most important part thing for his job. So if he can't do that, then – maybe a little difficult for anyone else to buy in, but I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the wide receiver, I think the main job is to catch the ball. Uh, He has a 51% catch rate um, when targeted, uh, which is, I mean, one of of just one of the worst possible stats you could have as a wide receiver. I was uh, fully out on trading for Jerry Judy. And then in London, he goes out, puts up six receptions, 63 yards and a touchdown I'm maybe back in on him. I don't know. My mind switches back and forth consistently. There's something wrong with me. I think uh, it's the same thing. It's all right. Maybe yeah, we'll- it's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but uh, the Giants do need weapons. I'm not sure that they want to spend anything more than what they just got for Jerry Judy. They wouldn't trade a second rounder. They wouldn't trade a first rounder. Yeah. I think if they can trade the third and the sixth they got from the Tony trade, then I think it's a good deal. You get pretty much just swapping first rounders out. Uh, Kadarius was a first rounder. Judy was a first rounder. 
I think that's not a terrible deal, but also I don't think you want to have a guy that's like going to have contract negotiations soon. I think you just build up draft capital and try and hit on a wide receiver uh, in the draft. There's a ton of receivers coming out every single year that make an impact year one. So I think, I think draft is probably the best case uh, situation scenario for the giants right now, but obviously it's hard to, it's so hard to watch these receivers play, but it's it's at the end of the day, it, it this is a rebuilding season as True. much as the record doesn't say it. Uh, I I can't stand uh, watching them lose, even though you kind of expect it. You expect it, but like now it's like we don't expect it. But like now you expect to win, it, and it, like, yeah, now you expect to win, and it's it's all fucked up. That's why the fans are better because when you expect to lose, they win. Yep. It, when you expect to win, they fucking lose. It, it makes no fucking sense. I'm done. I, they there needs to be a, a standard. And the standard's been set, uh, been set of every New York fan expects to win. And when they do win, fans are happy. Fans treat them well. Fans cheer for them. When they don't do well, fans it. boo them. Fans are not happy. I mean, it's 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 a relatively simple fucking it's equation. Right. And I don't think that like that's the expectation. If I suck at my job, my boss isn't going to you know cheer for me. He's going to tell me you suck at your job. So why, what makes it any different? Yeah. And we are athletes. I said, we were going to, we were going to hold off on uh, the Yankees stuff, but this is just too, like, this is too close to home for the Yankees. Uh, The, the tweets and reports of people being like, I can't believe you guys would ever, ever boo Aaron judge. I can't believe like these, these players, like, like, woe is them. Oh my God. Like they are, they are the poor souls. Like they have to go out and they have to play in Yankee stadium with all these fans booing them. Uh, maybe don't go out and bat fucking less than a hundred in, in the postseason. Maybe, maybe don't fucking get swept by the, by the rival that you've been playing for the last five years in the playoffs. Maybe don't go out and fucking strike out fucking 136 times in the postseason. Maybe that's the way you don't get booed. Cause I, I think that's a, a, a so fair for the fans to boo i don't think it's fair to boo judge necessarily but if judge is striking out if the yankees are losing why should the fans be happy why should the fans be like it's okay aaron get him next time because there was that there was that at the beginning of the all playoffs long we're just like you got him next time you got him next time yeah and at this point we were tired and listen i agree with you i don't you you shouldn't boo a guy like Aaron Judge, but I don't think that should be like a make or break where players are going to their agents and talking about, I can't believe they're booing Judge. I want out of here. I mean, that's just the biggest scapegoat ever. You you sucked, and that's why you, you can't handle, which is fine. Like, I mean, if, if, if you can't handle it, you can't handle being a New York Yankee, which I don't think that name means anything anymore, unfortunately, because we can't make it past anything in the playoffs. We can't get, even get to the World Series um then then you gotta leave it's 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 absolutely ridiculous and i don't even think it it was the fans booing judge it was the fans booing the results of that was happening in the game you're not booing aaron judge you're booing the fact that he just struck out after the last guy just struck out after the last guys just struck out and you're down 2-0 you're down 3-0 in the alcs that's why you're booing you're not booing aaron judge the fans are not booing aaron judge that's why it's so fucking infuriating to see these tweets oh they, they, they did they 
the players deserve better. No, the fucking fans deserve better. Fans are better. We haven't won since 2009. One, two, like in game four, I think we had three hits and two of them came in the bottom of the ninth inning. That is pathetic. Uh, You can't have Christian Javier, a guy that throws 65 to 70% fastballs, beat you and strike you out this many times. If you're you're making contact, you're putting the ball in play, you know what's coming 65, 70% of the time. It's going to be a fastball. It's going to be a fastball up in the zone, typically, with Javier. You have to be sitting fastball. I mean, you you got up there and you're just guessing at that point. And it's so embarrassing to watch. It's so, it's just not baseball. You play the guardians. The guardians are reacting. They're putting, they're putting the ball in play. They're hitting the ball where it's pitched and they get on base. They steal bases. I mean, they they make you pay for mistakes and it's, it's the Yankees don't play that kind of baseball. It's always the the other team making the Yankees pay for mistakes. It's never the Yankees being, Oh, this team just slipped up. Let's, let's, let's come at them right now. It's always us. It's always us making the mistakes. First of all, that series against Cleveland shouldn't have even gone to that extent. Yeah, I do. I completely agree. And it fucked the ALCS up because now you're starting Jameson Tyone fucking game one instead of you're starting your guy Garrett Cole yeah. in game one against Verlander. Who showed up in the playoffs. So, you know, we can't even say anything towards him. There's, there's guys that showed up. Yeah. Nestor, Cole. The pitching showed up. I, the pitching was there, and the pitching is never there. It's usually the bats are there, and the pitching is terrible. But the pitching showed up. I just don't. I. 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 I honestly, I'm. 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 I'm disappointed. I'm distraught, and I've lost all faith in this team because Boone. Boone's terrible. We can't do anything. The New York Yankees name holds absolutely no weight anymore. We're not the big bad Yankees under George Steinbrenner anymore. We are soft. We don't have guys that produce. I mean. Like we're almost on the same level as the, as the Mets. And that's no disrespect to Mets fans. No, Uh, the Mets fans. I mean, you give the Yankees fans a lot of shit. The Yankees fans. I mean, if you grew up in long Island, maybe you give the Mets fans some shit. I don't give Mets fans shit at all. I I don't really care. I'm I'm from Huntington. I don't really care for the Mets fans. I mean, they're doing their own thing. We're doing our own thing. It's just, I think I think we're a pro like like we're a coexist like baseball podcast of of like we don't care if the if the Mets and the Yankees face in the World Series different story I wish it will but good for New York though if that happens good yeah for it's New great York. for New York but I'm still rooting for my Yankees I'm yeah not exactly it matter who wins this but but the, at the end of the day the Yankees are on the same level as the Mets in terms of in terms of the results that they're getting year after year it's like. They're embarrassing themselves year after year after year. They're losing to the Astros. They're losing to the Red Sox. They're losing to the Rays. You're losing to division rivals. You're losing to the Astros who, like, they fucking put you in a, in a six feet under multiple times us. in the playoffs. They own us. The, the Astros own us. And it's, it's, I mean, you know, you know what's really been bothering me, though? Every single Yankees fan knows that the, the Astros have our number. But when you go on Twitter, it's like you see all these stupid, incompetent Red Sox fans who are like acting as if that we don't know that we are overrated and that the Astros own us. Like they consistently are just saying nonsense. Like guys are like tweeting all these videos after the Yankees lose. Like this is my favorite time of the year. Your team didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Your team didn't even make the playoffs. Like, I mean, it's just, what are you saying? You're not making any sense. How can I take you seriously as a human if your team didn't even make the damn playoffs? 
Yeah, I mean, they don't make the playoffs, and like the Astros and the Red Sox have played each other multiple times in the playoffs. Like to be like, oh, I'm rooting for the Astros. It's like I get that. Like all time biggest rival yeah, in sports is Red Sox Yankees, but at the same time, like you shouldn't be rooting for the Astros. They knocked you out of the playoffs several yeah. times. Don't even root like, for anyone. Don't even lie. I don't. I don't give a damn about the World Series now. I mean, like go Phillies, I guess. Like I don't really have any beef. With yeah, Phillies. go Phils. Like, go fight. I'm, I'm just. I'm just so like turned off by baseball right now to the point where i'm usually going to you know opening weekend for the yankees this year i don't, I don't think i'm going to do it i really don't think i'm going to do it they've they, i mean it's cold this team continues to disappoint so why am i pouring my hard-earned money into this organization i'm i'm going there i'm support i'm keeping billy's open uh i didn't go to stands this year but i would keep them open as well as long mm-hmm. as our other you know fans we're, we're buying the chicken buckets. We're spending so much money in that damn stadium, and we're just getting the same results from this team. Can I mean, if you can give me one reason why I would go, you tell me. I don't even know when I'm going to go to a game. Maybe when it's warm out and I'm in that mental state where I still think that the Yankees are going to win the World Series, even though I know it's going to happen year after year after year. Uh, I completely agree. Um, but it's it again goes back to – that sickness that New Yorkers and those those fans are born with of like they're always going to keep going back. I will always keep going back because I truly believe that if I don't go, they will lose. So there's, I mean, it, it's a, it's a true fucking sickness, and it it should be like people should get off work because of it. Like I should be paid for this, but it's it's one of those things though where it's like you there is opportunity to change this team drastically you can say you can look at it and be like all right judge is gone uh obviously you don't that's not the ideal case but there could be a point in terms of like letting him go if the giants want to pay him the the most ridiculous offer in the entire world uh, let them let them go for it, and then truly just like build from this farm system that you refuse to to move at trade deadlines because you trust them so much. You got to bring up guys like Cabrera. You need to bring up guys like Peraza. You need to bring up fucking Anthony Volpe or Volp or whatever the fuck is last, how you, however you say his last name. You need to bring up these guys. You need to bring up Austin Wells, who's the catcher that you won't move. Like you need to bring up all of these guys and like start over from that like like a, another baby bombers fucking like era over then we gotta start over new new manager as well get get boone out of there because i think terrible. i truly believe that boone may be one of the stupidest human beings of all time for he is, he seems like a great guy so i hate saying this shit but he's terrible he's terrible he's that's, absolutely terrible that's my like i understand like the the outrage with like fire cashman fire boone like there's a there is a, a rightful rate. That's a rightful reaction. It's a, it's a just reaction to losing the playoffs year after year, after year, after year. Um, moving on from Boone, I think would be uh, a great move. If there was anyone else out there that could do a better job. I'm not sure if there is right now. Yeah, I, I think he's one of the worst that. bullpen managers and lineup putting together lineups and managing the bullpen, which is the whole entire job. It's not even close. I mean, he's he's truly one of the worst at that, but he has the respect of the players. 
he has the players like the players are are his like they those those guys are like Boone is our guy you don't want to fuck that up Cashman I mean there's plenty of bad things and there's also plenty of like like not bad things like he made some moves this year that made sense and put them in a position to go out and go after the world series this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they go out, they trade for Ben Benintendi. Benintendi, huge contact guy would have made a massive difference in the playoffs. LeMahieu, we missed LeMahieu, huge LeMahieu contact guy. So it's but like, just, yeah, you, you have, you had a lineup, you had a roster put together. He had it all envisioned in his mind. And then boom, carp goes down. Boom. Benintendi goes down. Boom. TJ goes down. It's like, oh my God, it's all falling apart at the wrong time. And you had that distraction of the of the judge like home run race. It was it was fucking awesome. It was must watch TV. He wasn't hitting it night after night after night. He finally gets it at the end. But like everyone's minds were off of the injuries and off of the problems with the lineup because Judge was creating this fucking magic. And he's he's truly, I'm forever thankful for that season. But it also it ends in the ALCS. You get swept. Like you didn't put up a fight. But win. Cashman put them in a position to win without these injuries happening, which happens year after year. Paper. It was it, it was it was pretty solid on paper. And you know, going back to the judge thing, like I can't understand. Like I don't know what's gonna happen because he does a lot of things where like there's no shot in hell this guy's ever leaving the Yankees. And I don't even you don't leave the Yankees. You don't that doesn't happen, especially when you're a guy like Aaron Judge. You don't leave the Yankees. But he does all these things. He's kissing the Yankees symbol. He's wearing New York or nowhere. He's doing everything that like is showing like yeah, I'm a Yankee forever and I'm going to be the captain of this team and I'm going to even when they lost, he was like it's tough um it's it's tough, you know, losing year after year in the situation but it just makes it's gonna be so much sweeter when we win this thing he said when we win this thing so I'm like okay why would he say that and i i truthfully think that he'll be a yankee i really do but i think that he's just a smart businessman he's not gonna outwardly say i'm gonna be a yankee forever when he knows he's talking about like generationally changing money like yeah like if you want to be a yankee that bad there well here's what you're gonna here's, here's what you're getting and that's that yeah. I don't think he's gonna outwardly say that, but like he does agree. kind of concerning where I'm like, wait, is this guy just like kind of playing, you know, playing games here, or is he actually like I'm 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 leaving? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. And then I think Cashman also agrees with that, but like I think Cashman almost respects the fact that he bet on himself. I mean, he came out and interviewed and he's like, he made the best bet of all time. Of like course. he went out and he had one of the best best seasons of all time. And now, like we have to, like we have to pay him. We didn't, we didn't come to an agreement. I think Cashman's. What's going to happen is that they're going to give him this massive contract, and they're also going to name him captain when they when they announce perfect. the contract. That'd be and, absolutely ideal. And like that'll be great for the Yankees. But then you realize Judge is thirty years old. You're he's probably getting an eight to ten year deal. Yeah. At that point, it is absolutely must win now. You need to start trading. You need to start signing people. You need to start moving on from these guys in your farm system. If they're not ready, they got to go and you got to trade them for someone who's ready right now. Because yep. if once you get to the like, fifth year when they're ready, right? They're they're all ready. All these prospects are ready. Judge is now 35, 36 years old and judges, and judge is declining. And now judge has taken up a spot 
in the outfield for a guy like I don't know Dominguez or whoever yeah. else they got in the in the next. in the in the farm system. So it's like there's one of two options. It's either stick to your prospects, trust them more than the guy that just proved to, to have historic season, be a historic player, the legend of the game. Either do that, stick to the prospects, or re-sign Judge for all the money you got and start fucking selling. Start yeah. selling all these prospects. Start selling Volpe. Start selling Peraza. Start selling Cabrera. Get guys like Benatendi, Bader, Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, Dude. guys that can win now. DJ trade Glaber. I'm I'm on trade Glaber just, train. They should have traded Glaber during the season for Pablo Lopez. Team would have a lot different, and it would have been pretty fucking good to have fucking Pablo Lopez go out there and and fucking start game three and game four in any series. He's a great pitcher. He's way better than fucking Tyone, but. If he, and then the, the Montes shit, like maybe some people still believe in Montes. I was, I, I, I mean, know. I don't know. I mean, he got rocks his first game. I was like, what did we do here? Yeah. And I didn't really know much about Bader, but like he's one of my favorite guys. He's just like the way he does the interviews, like he's proud to be a Yankee. Like yeah. he knows, like he knows the standard. But then it's just like, I mean, we have guys like Donaldson who couldn't have been worse in the playoffs. Uh, bringing up Donaldson, Donaldson, uh, one of the biggest pieces of shits of all time. Um, <laughs> I can't stand him. I think there was a, an appeal to him in the, in like, before they started playing baseball of like, he's an old guy. He'll bring in some like veteran presence, like he'll come up big in moments. He's been there before. Um, I did some quick research. I'm a new man, uh, mean serious about this podcast. So I did some research okay. uh, on research. the, on the playoffs. Um, Donaldson had 29 at bats, he had five hits and 16 strikeouts. That's pathetic. Uh, that turns to be a 172 average during the postseason. The the rest of the left side of the infield um, combined, third base and shortstop. Everyone that played those positions, um, they batted a, a whopping 153 with 34 strikeouts. Nice. And the best player, the best hitter of that of that group. Was IKF? That's that's such an embarrassing thing to say. Like that is so embarrassing. IKF was five of eighteen, and he batted two seventy seven, and he had one walk. He only struck out four times. Um, but obviously, that comes with the god awful defense at shortstop. It's I think my my what I would have done is you see that Donaldson struck out sixteen times. You see that he batted one seventy two. You you gotta move a guy like IKF who gets on base, puts the ball in play. You move him to third, and then you put Peraza at shortstop. Yep. And then Peraza only got three at bats. He struck out twice. I mean, small sample size. Obviously, not a good sample size. It's, it's a like young guy with toothpick. Kind of like he's not shit. really used to this experience, so I kind of am not like strip them all, strip them all. I mean, obviously, if we can like do something with that, then yeah. But like, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for being a young cat. You end up going to game uh game five, right? Yeah, I went to game five. Okay, so we we both we both we both went to game five, left work early. Um, and then we win that. Energy is high, we're leaving the stadium. I'm embarrassed. I'm gonna admit it right now. I haven't told anyone this, but I was outside of the state outside of the stadium saying we want Houston and fuck out to I was there and I'm really embarrassed by it. 
I don't think you should be embarrassed by it. I think that's like a normal reaction. Um, obviously, people are like, oh, you're the Yankees. Like, act like you've been there before. Like, you've been there before. Like, all this shit. But, like, what people don't realize, uh, maybe that haven't been to Yankee Stadium, is that it's everyone in the stadium is going in one direction. You're going to want – you're going to the, the four train. You're yep. going to the D train. You're going to the B train. And it's 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 all in one place. And then if you're not going if you're not going home, you're going to a, the bars, which is stands right here, Billy's right here, right so next to like, right next to the subway. So Entry. it's it's a group of people that just advanced the ALCS, a group of fans that just went to the ALCS that just advanced to the ALCS, and it's a fucking sold out stadium, and it's everyone meeting in one place. Of course, there's gonna be fucking like mayhem in the streets at that exact spot. It's like, just- it's not it's not an all night party. But it's not, it's also like not going home. They all had nice, nice to see you guys yeah. later. It's like, it's all like at the same time, it's like you can have some fun when you win. Yeah. Like you can't get, you cannot make fun of that at all. It's not an all night, it was not an all night party. Mm. It was probably for like an hour, 30 minutes to an hour when everyone was just kind of the subways were packed. Like you can't, it's insane. I, it's obviously it's a bunch of trolls online saying this, this shit and tripping Yankees fans. We wanted Houston. We, and I, you know, I really did think before the series started, I was like, I, th- I think we got these guys, but there you go. This is the the New York illness where I just think that we're better than everybody. But it's just like, at what point does this, does it end? Maybe this yeah. is our hell. If you really think about it, like we just get a little bit closer to winning the world series and then we just never do it. This could be it. We could be just filled with hell with all the Yankees fans and we never win. Cause I'm, I don't know if we're going to get what we deserve because we, we, it's, I don't know. Uh, we should put uh, New York like sickness like on a T-shirt. I think it would sell. I think um, that's a good idea. But going into that Astros series though, like you you look at you look at the lineup like position by position, and you realize why you lost. So it's catcher Torino and fucking Higashioka. Uh, like, but the thing with before you continue with this with Torino, like he, I will say that. Any ball was in the dirt, he gobbled up, opposed to having Gary Sanchez. We, I mean, we did. Yeah, I mean, he's the best. He's the best defensive catcher in baseball. It's like a, it's a stat. It's a known fact. So you, you do, you look at catcher, you see Trevino, like you got the advantage there over Maldonado. Maldonado, there was a point in the series where Maldonado was like just dropping like strikes down the cock. Yeah. Um, you go to first base. I think you got the advantage with Rizzo and Gurriel, although Gurriel always steps up in postseason. Yeah. You got a second base. It's Torres and Altuve. Obviously, Altuve didn't show it, but Altuve is a better player than Gleyber Torres. With any, so, every, single, every single time. Yeah. Even though he's a cheater. And a little yes. fuck he's a little piece of shit, jockey fuck. Yeah. Um, but then you go to shortstop, it's it's Pena or IKF. Pena is lights out rookie. Like, I don't know how yeah. they do it, but they do it. Is it shortstop? He, I don't know. I'm I not sure. Really, like really, really young, which is yeah. incredible. I don't get how that happens, but continue. You go to third base, Bregman's 10 times better than Donaldson. You go to left field, it's it's Alvarez over over Cabrera or even Stanton, like yeah. 10 times out of 10. Alvarez, one of the best hitters in baseball, probably right below Judge. Center field, it's Bader and McCormick. Bader probably wins that. Right field, it's Judge, 10 yeah. times out of 10. But it's close with like Tucker and Judge. Like, they have a good guy at every single position, but they, their only weaknesses are center field and catcher. Yeah. And it's it sucks so bad, but they're going to be so good for so long. The Giant, the, the Yankees just need to build a super team. 
it's it's which is sad like I hate to be those guys but like I think it's what we have to do and if you looked at our batting lineup that changed every night but usually it was uh it was judge leading off which was just there you go Boone like why is he leading off um but when it, when it was Bader judge would I think judge should have been in the three slot so judge um Bader judge Rizzo then Stanton and then Glaber right so it was those mm-hmm. guys who you're like something can happen like any of these guys are more than capable of absolutely going off right now. But then once you got to that, like IKF, Donaldson, uh, Trevino, like slot Cabrera, it was just like, I mean, you could, you could just change the channel and wait for, you know, the Astros to get up to bat because they weren't doing a single thing the entire time. And everyone knew it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was exactly what you said. It was one through five. And then it was all right. Like when does one through five get up again? And it's it's uh, the having six through nine be auto outs can't have that six seven eight nine that's four auto outs that's every like, every game. I think the killer too that like really like I I think I went to bed at three a.m. I I go to bed late anyway, but I went to bed at three a.m. after we got swept because I was just thinking about. I tweeted actually I was like it's going to be hilarious when judges the final out in this yeah. and it happened and I, it's just why wouldn't that happen if uh, it's such a it's such a pain and it, it makes no sense. Um, I mean, that's just kind of the way it, it goes. Um, but I mean, hopefully that wasn't judges last Yankees at bat. Hopefully the Yankees can do something in the off season. Uh, we'll obviously talk, we'll dive more into the off season talk uh, next week when we have more to more time to research on who's available, how much cap, how much, I don't even think there's a cap in baseball, but like who's available, who's available to trade for, who's who are we willing to sell? All that stuff. We'll have that next week. Um, tons of giants, tons of uh Yankees talk. Um, I mean, Knicks, we can talk about them next week as well. They're showing some signs. Jalen Brunson, he's had a huge game. Tough. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little more? Yeah, I mean, I had uh, I had boots on the ground last Wednesday. Uh, they played the Hornets, which I don't know how they have a team, by the way, because half of them are are literally they're they've broken the law and they've done some pretty bad things. But anyway, criminals. Um, yeah, they're criminals. So the Knicks. Here's the thing. Similar to the Giants, like any other year, like they are really really good. But I mean, the East is just so stacked; it's going to be hard for them to really show who they are. I mean, Jalen Brunson's that guy. I don't care what anyone says. Like he's our guy. He's a real floor general. He gets guys the ball. He keeps the ball hot. I mean, when our guys are just kind of like staying like stagnant, not moving the ball, he's like the one's like, "Give me the rock, and I'm going to do something." So he's our guy. Um, RJ, he. He hasn't looked great. He looks he's out of like absolute piece he, of dog shit. He, 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 to be honest with you, he, it just looks like he didn't take this offseason seriously. I mean, I'm always rooting for the guy, but like it just, it doesn't look great right now. But then, I mean, you know, it's we're, we're an okay team, but it's just, it's hard to compete again. We got absolutely just, we got daddied by the box. Giannis just had his way with us. They also got fucked up by the Cavs. They yeah. can't, they come back in the third quarter. They come back from like I think twelve down or thirteen down. They tie it up, and then it's it's the fourth quarter. It's the Donovan Mitchell show, a guy that you could have gotten in the off season, but you refuse to trade guys like R.J. Barrett. Mm. So it's like I would have that, that was just tough. Difficult. Like, and now like it it came out that um the Jazz were they just wanted to you know fuck over Donovan Mitchell, so they were asking us for like ridiculous ridiculous amounts like. 
they want to quickly end Obi Toppin. And I love Obi Toppin. I don't think he's the greatest basketball player, but I think he's like a fan I love of him. it. And I will support him till the end of it. I don't think he's going to be like an all-star, but I mean, he does, he does good things. He, he can play defense and, you know, he, he can, he can jump out of the gym. We know that, but. I, mean, I think Obi's actually one of the worst defenders of all time, but you can... <laughs> when he gets, I mean, he can, he can block the ball a little bit. Oh yeah. He can jump, but he's not you a know, good defender. You know, I mean, you know, Noah Horkler was cooking him at North Florida. That's a little, that's a little upsetting. Uh, uh, that, that was my draft analysis of, of Obi Toppin. It was like, he's really good. Like he can very athletic, but like he did get, he got torched by Noah Horkler when Nora, Nora uh, was at North Florida. So uh but Noah ended up being a great, great player, college player. Yeah, so, so. when the my way of describing Obi is like that football player that is incredibly athletic and the basketball coach is like, you're playing basketball this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he can hit some shots, but like he's not going to like, he's not taking guys off the dribble like that and really like doing something. Um, our roster, it's not bad. I mean, D Rose though is a good veteran guy to have. IQ is like he's 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 solid, but like I don't know, it's just it's just tough. It's really tough for this team to make it anywhere when you have the Bucks, the Nets, um Sixers. Charlotte's even good. I mean, we we beat Sixers, we beat Charlotte the other night, but I mean they were missing like a decent amount of guys. Um the Heat, the Bulls, if I yeah. really say that, like I mean it's it's a it's a tough it's tough to it, this is one of those where the sickness kind of has left my body with the Knicks. It's like there is right. no hope for them whatsoever. Never. But we still deserve the we still deserve better. But if the if they make the playoffs, like this city will go nuts. Whether they get they get swept or they lose, like we'll or they win great. one game in the playoffs, the city will still go nuts. And that's what that's what the city deserves. They deserve like a playoff run. I don't obviously they deserve a championship, but like I think they're satisfied with a playoff run, which is sad to say. Yeah, because we shouldn't be, but I mean it's true. I think the Knicks are a bit of a troll sometimes, like because everyone likes whether like you're like Mets, Jets, Islanders is always the Knicks. There's always that comic. Like no one cares about the Nets. The Nets are not a New York team, and I don't yeah, think no. we ever discuss them positively on this podcast. But everyone just likes the Knicks, but like no one's really like. I don't think anyone actually thinks we're going to win. Like every single year, like I'll be like, this is our year. It's never our year. It'll never be our year. I'm very certain of that unless we get Bronny James, LeBron James, Zion, Michael Jordan comes out of retirement. Um, yeah. And, you know, and Giannis. But other than that, like, I think we're just going to have to get excited over the playoffs. And that's the one team that I'll allow that with. I think every other team should be on the up and up. Um, the Jets should I mean, the Jets are the Jets. They're looking okay. I think but... um, I think the Jets need more um, from the quarterback position. Um, I've had it. I've had fights with people talking Daniel Jones versus Zach Wilson. It's not close. Um, I won't entertain that because I'll just lose brain cells over Jets fans talking. Uh, because I mean, Zach Wilson. I mean, he not he's good. got he some can. he's got some. You need time to develop. I mean, he's he's not great. You saw it in the past game. He threw three just absolutely idiotic interceptions, which I'm not saying Daniel Jones hasn't done that. Of course. But, like, Daniel. right now, I would rather take Daniel Jones over Zach Wilson, and that's just, I mean, like you said earlier, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, I don't even want to talk about the Jets. I mean, I, I have the, the box court like pulled up but like the jets like they didn't it wasn't an interesting game zach wilson threw for a million yards because they had the ball 
nonstop because they turns it over three times. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's there. Elijah Moore doesn't even want to play on the team. He gets no targets. He gets no receptions. I mean, Garrett Wilson, there's, he's flashing the pan. Like he could be good. He can be bad, but like. And losing Brees Hall is also tough, but it's just Zach Wilson. I've been anti Zach Wilson since he, listen, he played like one game that everyone saw and I'm 99.9. I don't have it up in front of me. I'm pretty sure they lost. And ever since that day, everyone's like, this guy is, a, he's a top 10 pick. Yeah. Like, I get I don't see Fields it. isn't good, but like, I probably would have picked him over Zach Wilson. I think Justin Fields is better than Zach Wilson. 100%. Yes. Yes, I think I Justin do. Fields take has taken a little more time. I mean, I think they're, they've always been on the same level. I think yeah. Justin Fields is just better right now, which is, yeah. which is the whole sure. point of the, of the I argument. Think, I don't think there's any development for Zach Wilson. I don't think he should be in the NFL, but other than that, like, and we say this with love too, because we want them to do well. Yes, of course. This is yeah, this they is, deserve this the fans that. deserve better than what Zach Wilson's giving them right now. This is just me being. Someone's like, got to say it. I'm just I'm just trying to help the, my fellow Jets fans. I have friends that are Jets fans, and you know they they have it's just yeah. I mean, not good. He's it's not one good. of the it's one of the toughest fans to be. It's one of the toughest teams to be a fan of the Jets. I mean, they are a laughing stock of the NFL and the giants have been too for the past four or five years, but the, the jets have been the, a laughing stock for much, much longer. Of course. Um, now the giants are back. The jets are sort of back. They're five and three. Like that's really good for them. That's like really, really good for the jets. So. And yeah, six and two is really good. I think if the giants were five and three, I'd be fucking thrilled too. So yeah. like, things are on the up and up for uh, New York football teams. And uh, I mean, that is, that's, that's a good sign. I think that means like we're off to the right start. Yeah. And but, for the record, I I just want to say this. Um, I don't I don't think anyone else should be the starter except for Zach Wilson, but they need someone else. And that's that's it for the Jets. Because people are gonna come on my neck. This is all with love, but I don't think he's the guy. I don't think he is either, but I think you gotta you gotta keep with him until his uh rookie contract ends and then you draft another QB. I think you give him that time, but yeah. Um, and it's exactly what the Giants have done with Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones, of course, shows it in like like a contract year of like, Naturally. which is annoying. <laughs> but I mean, it's just typical stuff. I always um, honestly, I just knew he needed the right coaching. Yeah, I mean, the coaching has been huge for the Giants. I mean, everything is looking up for for New York football, New York baseball. Everything's downhill. Terrible. New York basketball, it kind of just stays the same. I mean, there's no no one likes the Nets. They all fucking suck. They're too controversial. I mean, they are, they're all just a bunch of fucking bums. They shouldn't have, they shouldn't be allowed to fucking tweet anything. You guys are, you, the, the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you guys are fucking that. stupid. There's like, an issue with those guys. Like, they just need to, like, I, I don't even, I can't, I'm going to get too rationally mad. I'm really pissed off about the Yankees, but the Nets, fuck the Nets. Yeah, uh, the Nets are dumb. I, I, hockey, I don't know. I don't know. Hockey, we, we don't know anything about hockey. We're going to we like make hockey when that. they're good, but yeah, I that's don't know. it. When do the Rangers play next? I don't know. Count Miller Miller's the boy. Adam Fox is the boy. Ah, other than that, Zabanajad, it's my guy. Islanders, if you held a gun to my head and say name five players in the Islanders, I'd be dead. So we know that we're not going to really hop into hockey unless something huge happens. Uh, we especially will not hop into the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders, they stink. Uh, they just recently beat the Rangers, but that's uh, – that's, that didn't count. It doesn't count. It's a regular season, but um, we won't talk about the Islanders. We certainly won't talk about the Nets, the two forgotten teams of New York uh, sports. Uh, we won't talk about the Bills because they're not in the city area. Good for them, though. Putting they're nasty, doing- but they're not. It's not. They're New York, but they're really not. 
in New York. Yeah, it's it's not the city, so it's not the same. Uh, they they've got a loyal fan base up there. They're getting what they deserve after all these years of heartbreak. 100%. Uh, good for them. And um, I mean, that's that's pretty much going to wrap up our show today. Uh, I think it's a very successful show. A good start. Uh, I think I think that fire came out. Um, and I think it's I think it's a it's a good step in the right direction to getting the city what it deserves. And that's a championship. And we're going to be here the rest of the way until that happens. So, um, I mean, that you have anything else to say? Listen, it's. It's a great, I know it's not the first actual episode, but it's a good, you know, first episode back. Today was, it was great. I, I got, I'm so upset with the Yankees. The Giants, you know, we'll be fine. You know, that's just whatever. But one day we're going to get what we deserve. We're going to be here. Um, and yeah, listen, man, we're, we're excited to, to be on this, you know, this, this journey of, you know, who knows when we'll get what we deserve, but hopefully it's coming soon, but we're excited to be on the journey with everyone. Absolutely. Podcast. You guys are listening on a Tuesday. Uh, it will be consistently on Tuesdays. Every unless, Tuesday. unless anything, unless anything comes up, it will be on Tuesday, but I will be the one to let you know, um, but plan on Tuesday mornings. Uh, plug in those airpods plug in those headphones if you're poor um and then uh i mean just just listen listen show support you guys are great you guys show support non-stop um and it's it's it, that's the thing that's going to keep this thing going it's the thing that's going to keep these wheels moving uh the constant support uh we we love it uh and we're going to need that support as we as we kick this thing back up again um and also just never forget that New York sports deserve better. Thank you guys. Yes, sir.